Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. of a galaxy soundtrack. The immigrant song, Hudson Stauffer would be a big fan of that. We engaged in a conversation during the course of the show today about uh, songs that immediately make you think of a soundtrack or the movie. Lots of different ones coming in. We'll get to a couple more. I uh, do want to tell you great news from our friends at Brentridge Ford. They've just received the largest allocation of trucks and SUVs that they've had in years most of these units are scheduled to be built in August for fall delivery. They've got interest rates as low as 0.99%. Now is the time to order your F-150 or SUV. If you want to be treated fairly at every level of vehicle ownership, call Rich Johnny or Uncle Milt, 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaska. All right, we're going to head off to our winners now. Headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show from the cult of hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Great, Bob. I'm in beautiful Vernon, B.C. right now, so couldn't be better. How far from Kalamelka Lake are you? Probably about a mile. And uh, Kalamelka, if people don't know it, it's probably the most beautiful lake maybe in Canada. Uh, it's, in, it's in the running. I mean, there's Lake Louise and a few in the mountains. Sure. Marine lake. But in BC, it's it's the, it's the kind of a, the emerald waters are incredible. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been to a friend's place. He's got a, a tiki bar uh, on a, he's got a nice shack there. That's uh, pretty nice <laughs> in Vernon. All right. Hey, do you have a song? Like, do you have a song that immediately makes you think of a movie? Well, I just heard you mention that. And the song that came to mind was, and I've been listening, I just, had it on Spotify the other day was the the end by the doors, oh, which reminds yeah. me of Apocalypse Now. I, I think it's played in the the pivotal scene where Kurtz. You know, I don't want to give away the ending of the movie, but yes. I think everyone's seen it by now. Where Colonel Kurtz is uh, is, is killed, and then the village is blown up. Uh, with napalm, I think they're playing the end. They are playing the end. Yes, that's yeah. a great. Yes, that's a uh, uh, good one for you. Good one, you there. All right. Uh, hey, let's get to it. Uh, your thoughts on Connor Brown signing? A lot of people see this as a win for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, um, Matt Larkin of the Daily Faceoff said it was, in his uh, opinion, uh, quote, a stroke of genius. Unquote from Ken Holland. So he, Holland got a lot of praise around the league uh, by that signing. 
Um, I think in Edmonton, um, we were kind of, we had heard about this. I, not many people were aware of that concept that there's this certain class of player, I think, where if you're, you've been injured, that you can get this kind of bonus-laden contract earlier in your career. I mean, I wasn't aware of it. But we, we had become aware of this in the weeks leading up to it because we've been talking about Connor Brown for some time now. So it wasn't so much of a shock, but I think it was more of a shock to some people that you could actually pull off that kind of deal. And um, he's, he, you know, given the knee is healthy and he's given a really strong report that it is healthy, this is this sounds like a, just a super strong two-way player. Kind of like a player maybe with the defensive smarts of a Derek Ryan or of a Matthias Janmark, yeah. but uh, more offense, more offensive ability, get in there on the forecheck, create a little bit more havoc. So you're out in Vernon. That's, you... that's a great player. Uh, yeah, kind of, okay, so you get your uh, seal of approval. We had uh, Darcy McLeod, A.K. Woodguy, on yesterday. I don't know if you heard the pod. Uh, it, it was fantastic, and I did hear it. Oh, you thought it was fantastic, okay. I did, yeah. Okay. Excellent commentary by Darcy. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, we had a lot of discussion about um, matchups and, you know, McLeod going uh, head-to-head against Eichel, maybe a missed opportunity. And, and look, this is like... I think what Jay Woodcroft, the, the record speaks for itself. The team has the second-best regular season record in the NHL since he's taken over. They've played five playoff series the last two years. Uh, I don't actually think they regressed. I think they had a better team this year, which it hurts more that they lost to Vegas. But come crunch time in Game 5, Game 6, despite outshooting the Golden Knights 75-51, they lost those games. And a lot of people think it has to do with matchups and or defensive zone structure. We've discussed, and, and I think it's... When you lose, that's what happens. Questions happen. What did you think of his take that McLeod needed to see more of the matchup against Eichel because it appeared as though McDavid and McLeod had better success because of skating? I, I think he was right, either McLeod's line or McDavid's line. I mean, when I saw I, I, in Game 6, um, when I saw that they were trying dry Settle's line against Eichel's line, I just had a sinking feeling, like honestly, because in that defensive system, um, Leon's strength isn't switching back to cover the defensive slot. He's just, he's an offensive player. He thinks the game that way. And a couple of times they snuck in behind him and scored two crucial goals in the second period. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that knowing what I know about Jay Woodcroft, just seeing him over the years, I just think he's more than any other person on earth. He's haunted by what happened in that series and is going over it with a fine-tooth comb. So anything that Darcy, like we, you and I, Bob, we've made a critique of the, the, the defense they played, man-to-man instead of zone. Yeah. And we've been doing that for about a month now. We've, we, we also talked about the matchups. But you know I've liked, just for the record, you know I've liked zone defense for 20 years. Because the Alberta Golden Bears had the best players. They played, they played zone. The NBA outlawed zone defense. Zone defense counteracts a brilliant guy with speed. It started in the NFL. Bullet Bob Hayes. That's when the NFL teams went from playing man to playing zone because nobody could run with Bob Hayes, you know, kind of the 64 gold medalist. So uh, a lot of what we see, sort of the elements of zone defense in the NFL started in the mid-1960s as a response to dealing with a freakish athlete. Like, And, and look at how Vegas played against Edmonton. They played zone and allowed McDavid to carry the puck. So this is where we were going. I mean, I've been a, I've been a fan of that style of defense for a long time, David. And it's and you know, I, I there's people like there's some coaches who are so wedded to man-to-man defense they won't change, but I don't see Jay Woodcroft 
in that category. And I think with the particular personnel you have on the Oilers, like the guys that you have on defense and at forward, a zone defense makes more sense. It's going to free all these big defensemen you've accumulated on the Oilers up to guard that front of the net uh, in a really secure way. And I think it could cut down, like I think they've got to cut about 50 goals. Uh, 50. That should be their goal at least. How that about be 30? Goal to cut. They, yeah, they might cut 30. They should aim for 50. That's 2.5 uh, goals against per game. Um, they were at 3.1 goals against per game. They were ninth in the final 21 games of the year. Once right. got so they would have been on a pace for about 2.8 goals against per game. And they've done that, that 2.8. They reached that in under Tippett in the Canadian division that year. They were at 2.8 goals against per game. And then last, when, T- when Woodcroft first came, took over, um, they were also at 2.8 goals against per game. So to get to 2.5 goals against per game isn't that big a, a cut from when they've played their best defense um, in the current system. So the point I was making is I think Woodcroft, he, he knows he's, he's on to this. This isn't news to him. Like, we're not um, bringing up things he's not aware of. But I do think the McLeod line, the Oilers need a shutdown line to take the pressure off McDavid's line and Sutto's line to play the last minute. Like, the, the Oilers always have their best players on the ice in the last minute, like whether they're ahead by a goal or down by a goal. What if they're ahead by a goal and now you can put out Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, and Derek Ryan. And, and you know, Darcy gave a lot. He called it the McLeod line. There was a lot of focus on McLeod. I really think the linchpin of that line in the playoffs was Derek Ryan. He is an, an extreme. He and Matthias Janmark, two best defensive uh, forwards the Edmonton Oilers have had since Sean Horkoff, who is also a really smart defender. Those guys just, they know what they're doing. Ryan played near perfect positional hockey in the playoffs and he like McLeod actually had some problems against Los Angeles and if Woodcroft was a little hesitant to go with McLeod against Vegas it what? might have been because of McLeod he he was on he made some mistakes he was at, at well, fault well, on ca- just, causing some big chances against against LA who missed game one of the Vegas series who was out with an illness well was it yet Derek Ryan Derek Ryan missed oh, that game, right. and I didn't think McLeod and Fogle were as good in that game as they were the rest of the way in the series. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. You know what's crazy, David? Think about it. Uh, a couple things. The Oilers, they got Connor Brown. They spent a lot of money on the American Hockey League team. You know, three of the four guys that they signed got, a, a, you know, well, it's a one-way deal for Lane Peterson. It's a yeah. high two-way for Kajula and a high two-way for Ben Gleason. They already had McKeg on a high two-way and Griffith on a high two-way. Uh, you know, you, and Malone's not underpaid at the AHL level either. Like they spent, so they spent they money up like two hundred and fifty thousand to four hundred thousand. These guys at yeah. the AHL level, uh, right? There's teams that don't do that, but also there, there's not a lot of movement with Edmonton's top end guys, are there, David? Bob, I, so I, I was thinking about this because the orders have a lot of. Everyone's talking about are they going to make some big moves? You know what's going to be. And I, I when I looked at it, this is the most stable team the orders have had in terms of like their top seven forwards, which is your top two lines and then your third center, your top four D and your top number one goalie. This is the the team with the least amount of turnover on the Edmonton Oilers. The only newcomer to that group of players this year is going to be Connor Brown, taken over from Connor Yamamoto. And it's the most stable this team has been. There's nothing close um, in this this century. You have to go back 
to the Stanley Cup teams to find a 86 87 season to, to find a time when they had this kind of stability in their core 12 players and um, it just it it's it it could be enough there's a number of factors I think involved in it you know players want to stay around a superstar like Gretzky or McDavid that could be one thing you also have a financial structure that doesn't that kind of inhibits movement and right now we have that in the NHL it's not okay. easy to move because of the salary cap being so tight the last few years plus there's the owner there's Daryl Cates who's willing to, willing and able to pay for these players and the financial structure in the 80s was such that the players were they didn't have any freedom of movement so Pocklington was also able for a time to pay for all his players so there's a number of factors that go until into he that. wasn't and sold them off and <laughs> if you recall and David I don't know if you remember the interview but in 2000 during the days of total sports in December of 2007 Wayne Gretzky was coaching the Arizona the Phoenix Coyotes at the time and he came on total sports with me and Spack and I said look the question here we've had the Edmonton investors group and they've been amazing and I think Cal Nichols should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame and I hear there's an event yep. for Cal coming up and we all love Cal and everything he did but there was limitations to what they could do and I said, so people are nervous with single ownership um, because of what happened with Peter Pocklington. And Wayne Gretzky cut me off and said, uh, no, you don't need to worry about that. If Daryl Cates owns the team, they'll sign their best players. What have they done? Yeah, and he promised that. He promised an arena in the heart of Edmonton and a competitive team. And it took a while to get both, Bob. It took a while to yeah. the arena was fight was art and getting a competitive team. But he, in the end, Cates has, um, he's achieved both of those goals. And the final thing, of course, is the Stanley Cup. Yeah, well, and I just look at, I was, to be frank with you, I was a little surprised I had an, I, I knew I knew the morning of free agency got started. I, I knew they were going to go get two forwards. I thought they could get to two forwards. I thought they. I was even surprised what they did with Noel Hoffenmeyer. Like they kind of poached a guy out of the Leafs organization and yeah. gave him, gave an American League deal. He wasn't on an NHL deal before, but they they spent some money to help their farm team out as well. Not every team does that, and that should. I mean, who knows? Maybe Lane Peterson's here if the Oilers. I still think Edmonton's at another forward, David. But maybe Lane Peterson's here as the fourth line center is the right shot. Well, he scored a goal a game almost in the AHL last year, and I think it was 17 goals in 18 in 18 games. So I don't know. I don't know these players. I just know them by uh, their stats, and they all have. They're really, really good AHL players. Hofenmeyer, um, he got in six fights last year at the AHL level. So this is he's not a great big guy, but he can really move the puck. You can tell from his point scoring stats, and he's he's willing to fight. So he made up he made up his mind. Um, last year for the first time because he's never had a high penalty total before then but he, I think he made up his mind I'm going to do what it takes to make the NHL and I'm going to start playing a rougher game and um, that's a very good decision because you know he can make millions of dollars based on that decision if he's able to carry that through. Alright David great stuff. Uh, how do people follow your stuff? Um, on Twitter at the Cult of Hockey. Well maybe you'll have something to write in the next couple of days about the stability of the Edmonton Oilers franchise right now. Yeah, I've been digging into that. Thanks, Bob. All right, there you go. It's 148 in Edmonton. We'll tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Get a uh, free two-liter Coke with a purchase of $35 or more online at Royal Pizza, uh, at, at the Royal Pizza app. You can visit royalpizza.ca. Stop for recommendation. Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. This was a good day for the Oilers organization, and uh, Pete Chiarelli killed it. That's all I'm going to tell you when we come back with this day in Oilers history. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. 
From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There you go. 76, 77, and around that time, slap shot, maybe 77. They just, we have Global on right now in the studio, and they just showed Victor Newman on The Young and the Restless. 50th anniversary. There you go. Now, Young and the Restless was the soap opera that Wing from the Edmonton operation was on. Arguably one of the greatest character acting performances you'll ever see. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. You can book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Here's where I tell you, our first Oilers Now road trip will be in Nashville. It will be in October, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's the middle of October, and we're going to get after it because the last time we were in Nashville, um, well, uh, yeah, what, 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 I did a wraparound. You know what a wraparound is, Brendan? Uh, that's the all-nighter, right? I, that's, I did the all-nighter, yes. <laughs> and live well, to tell the tale. Hey, you only live once, man. Let's get to it. Uh, this is a pretty good day for Pete Shirelli. Yeah, he signs 20-year-old Captain Connor McDavid to an eight-year extension on this day in 2017. Eight years, $100 million after he led the league with 100 points and uh, into the second round of the playoffs Well, as well. Uh, he said of the deal, if someone's going to pay me $100 million to do what I would do anyway on a regular day, it's insane. And he added that it's very special to do that here in Edmonton. Makes it even better. There we have it. All right, coming up tomorrow, uh, Cam Moon will join us. We have a fluid show. Uh, we'll have a couple uh, special guests uh, that uh, we're just uh, nailing down right now. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling will make his uh, weekly appearance on Oilers now. What does Reed Wilkins have inside sports tonight? Ooh, looks like a fluid show this evening. There we go. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, we're back at you noon to 2 tomorrow. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then Chelsea on Ched, 3 to 6. Thank you for everybody who participated in the interactive element and gave us the great song suggestions of uh, hey this is the breakfast club man the moment they play this you know it uh, songs that make you think immediately of movies it was a kicker so long everyone